This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. Hate crimes against Asian Americans have increased dramatically since the start of the pandemic. Anti-Asian hate crimes rose by nearly 150 percent in 2020 compared to the year before. Then this year saw a mass shooting in Atlanta that killed eight people, including six Asian Americans. This rise in hate towards the Asian American community has ignited a conversation about how we as a country view Asian Americans. Grace Madigan reports on how Asian American musicians have been impacted by all of this and responded through their music. For Asian Americans, the violence and hate the community has seen a recent uptick in is nothing new. Hollis Wangware is a singer-songwriter who's used her platform to speak out on various social issues. I think that there's a lot of reckoning in history that has often been unexamined in this moment. And what we see now coming to the surface in terms of interpersonal physical violence itself is a symptom of the deep-rooted xenophobia and the deep-rooted systemic violence that makes it so that these moments of physical, interpersonal violence are coming to the forefront now in horrendous ways. What Hollis is getting at is the large and often overlooked history of Asian Americans being othered in this country. From the model minority myth to Japanese internment camps to the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, which stopped the immigration of Chinese laborers and prevented the naturalization of Chinese immigrants, Asians have always been seen as outsiders to their own country. You know, the sentiment that was stoked over the last year to blame COVID on Chinese people, on the Chinese state, that's a, you know, this is a phenomenon that has happened for over a century in our country. And it's distressing because you realize like, oh, this is just, this is not out of nowhere. This is actually like a long legacy. Put on your face. Know your place. Connie Lim, better known by her stage name Milk, reflects on the complexities of growing up Chinese-American, feeling distant from both of those identities. When China does something as a government or as a country, and then American citizens, U.S. citizens, start blaming Chinese-Americans for what China's done, it's like this double othering. Like, oh, I- I'm still trying to figure out if I even connect with China. And then now I'm getting looked at as if what Chinese government is doing is a reflection of me. The reality of being a person of color in an industry that is overwhelmingly white has meant Asian musicians have had to create a space for themselves. Learning how to be in the music industry, I was told countless times I should go back to China because American audiences are not going to understand an Asian voice or feel compelled. It's not charismatic enough. Um, was told by multiple levels of music industry executives, from managers to label executives to even my own family saying, you should go to Hong Kong and do it because you'll be more accepted there. Old singer-songwriter Maya, who goes by MXM Tune on stage, is half Chinese and half white. Growing up, Maya remembers watching the racism her mother had to endure. People would make these like snide comments about how my mom was actually our nanny and not seeing her as our mother. And it was these horrible things that like my mom had to deal with every single day of just like taking my brother and I out 
into the world. Now, as someone in the public eye, Maya's had her own number of racist encounters. It is probably one of the most frustrating things to be a woman of color, specifically an Asian woman, on the internet. And Maya's no stranger to the internet and its power. It was, after all, the videos that she posted as a teenager on YouTube that gained her a fan base and propelled her career forward. I remember there was a day where I went on Reddit to check what was going on underneath my own sphere, underneath my name in MXM Tune, and I came across a bunch of these really gross, like, not-safe-for-work posts of people commenting about me and my body and specifically making it also about my ethnicity and saying, oh my gosh, look at this beautiful, like, mixed-race Asian-American woman. And it was so fetishizing and dehumanizing. And that has been something that I have perpetually had to deal with. For local artist Tomo Nakayama, he didn't want to deal with any of the tension that he might have otherwise gotten just for being an Asian-American. I think when I was first starting out, I was really adamant about being accepted on the merits of my music. So I think I tended to play down my identity because I, I didn't want to be tokenized or othered. But, he says, his identity will always impact his music. I am a musician and I am, you know, a songwriter. But above all else, I am an Asian American first and foremost. So the experience of that is going to inform the music that I write, you know, the art that I create. And my only job is to do that honestly. This past April, Tomo was asked to speak at a rally to stop Asian hate. He performed his new track, On The Way, which was written as a sort of catharsis in the wake of the Atlanta shooting. It's just about the frustration of being told that a better world is on the way or that equality is on the way and and being told that there is being progress made but the reality is that these acts of violence and hatred are still happening and nothing really is being done about it this was one of the common threads between all of the conversations i had there's this discomfort that asian americans seem to have with calling out the everyday discrimination they experience and connecting it to the larger issue of racism. I realized, you know, what was really bothering me is that Asian Americans aren't really used to centering themselves in the conversation of race and and white supremacy, and we're often used as kind of tools, as model minorities in the oppression of black people. What happened in Atlanta proved to be a sort of boiling point for many Asian Americans. With the news of every new attack against the community, it was becoming more and more evident that silence was not working. Connie Lim, who we heard from earlier, who goes by the stage name Milk, gained viral fame for a performance of her original song, Quiet, at the Women's March in 2017. The song became an unofficial anthem for the march. As a survivor of sexual assault, Connie wrote the song hoping to empower other women to speak out. But what often got left out of the narrative that was shared was her Chinese identity. My whole existence as a daughter of an Im- of immigrants, a daughter of traditional Chinese parents, and also being a U.S. citizen while also feeling like 
I had a whole side of me that made me othered in this country. Connie hopes that the song might find a new life and resonate with the Asian American community and their own silence in the face of racism rather than sexism. I think my song has a sense of rage kind of masked in a ballad. This feeling of rage that Connie is talking about, that's something she isn't alone in. Tao Wen of Tao and the Get Down Stay Down reflects on the fact that people have described her on stage like a wild animal. It's true. It's I am. And it's because I have this bottomless well of rage that I had never fully investigated. I think so much of it has to do with just a lifetime of absorbing these slights and worse and not really feeling comfortable enough to discuss them and to feel as though they were worth the light of day and that they wouldn't be taken seriously. And I just want to encourage other people and myself to take those things seriously. Because when you experience acts of racism or, you know, the indignities of humiliating things, they are a dehumanization that it's really hard, you know, if you acknowledge that that happened, then you have to acknowledge that these people have seen you as less than human. And I think that is such a devastating reality. Tao and the Get Down Stay Down's last record, Temple, explored Tao's Vietnamese heritage. She says her next record she's working on will dig deeper into the complexities and nuances of her identity as an Asian American woman. There's a responsibility that these musicians feel not only to their audience, but to themselves, that recognizes and validates their experiences as Asian Americans. Here's Hollis Wongware again. I feel that all artists, we not only have a responsibility to reflect the times that we live in, but I also feel that creativity and art is essential to creating new worlds and to using our imagination and our ability to message and our ability to reach audiences and reach ears. There's something definitely to be said about the escapist kind of approach to music, but I think for me, I really want my music to reflect where I'm at, what I'm thinking about and what I'm processing, and thus hopefully like 
have that be a space and an experience of catharsis and of resonance for other folks. So, you know, my single Six Sad World was really about just kind of swirling around in that reality. As Hollis points out, the fight to stop Asian hate, well, that includes the fight to end the systems in place that uphold white supremacy. We're very used to just kind of like living within these systems and being like, oh, that sucks. But like, are you willing to do more than just say it sucks? Like, are you willing to actually do something to push against these types of violences that exist and are just so soaked through in our country and it can feel really daunting. But there are tons of amazing grassroots organizers that are doing incredible work that's visionary, that's creative, that's inspired. There are a number of organizations you can support that are working to educate people and provide assistance to Asian communities. Those include Asian Americans Advancing Justice, which is an Asian law caucus, 18 Million Rising, which works to bring the diverse communities of Asian Americans together, and Stop AAPI Hate, which tracks and responds to reported incidents of hate toward the AAPI community. Wrestling with one's own identity is an extremely difficult task that only people of color and other minorities are ever asked to deal with. The everyday microaggressions and the larger systemic forces that exist remind you how your country really sees you. But music offers an escape from that. More importantly, music offers a space to imagine a different sort of future. A better one. For KEXP Sound and Vision, I'm Grace Madigan. And you can check out more stories about Asian American musicians in celebration of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month in May. Just go to the homepage of our website, kexp.org. And that was Sound and Vision. Before we go, please take two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast or share it with a friend. It goes a long way in getting the word out about this show. And if you want to go the extra mile, consider a one-time $20 donation to support this show at kexp.org sound. Thanks for listening.